0: Hey everyone, it's Ron Johnson and this is the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. On today's show, you know what? It's 10-2 Vikings football. We have to talk about the 10-2 and 2 Vikings. There's some things in this game though that I don't know if they're sustainable through the playoffs when you talk about the playoff caliber teams versus the run-of-the-mill teams they're going to run into that are not going to make the playoffs a la the Detroit Lions, most likely, a la the Bears. We know they're not making the playoffs. And for sure, the Packers are not making the playoffs. But there's something these playoff teams have that the teams they've been playing don't have. And how can the Vikings make sure this doesn't come back to bite them in the playoffs? We'll talk about that next on the Ron Johnson Show.
1: Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now, the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now.
0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Ron Johnson Show, and I'm your host, Ron Johnson. I'm excited today why we are talking about the Vikings at 10-2, and the scenario worked out the way I wanted it, which was Lions beat the Jags, Vikings now go into Detroit, and it's not a trap. It's not a trap game. One, your defense gave up so many points and yards that you have to have a little bit of cause for concern, but at the same token, the Lions are not out of it yet. There's a chance that the Detroit Lions can make the playoffs. There's a small, small chance the Detroit Lions can make the playoffs. They also can finish second in the NFC North, which I predicted to start the season week one outside of U.S. Bank Stadium on the pregame show. I cannot believe it. I did it. I thought it was dumb because that is the way the season was going. But now I am I can't wait to play that video back when the Lions finish. Second. I gotta find that video. I gotta make sure we get it on, on, on the Ron Johnson show, uh, maybe sooner than later, so you guys can see. I actually said the Lions would finish second in the division, and people are like, oh, you're crazy. There's no way because you got the Packers and the Vikings. Hey, I was just hoping Dan Campbell would find some type of way to get it, and he's doing it. But there's some about this Lions team as well. When you talk about TJ Hawkinson, you talk about David Blau, former Vikings, or sorry, former Lions, current Vikings. And they talked about going back into Detroit. And they talked about getting on the plane. And they talked about what they're going to do after they get on the plane and get those NFC North champion T-shirts. Now, still got to play the game. There's a chance they could lose. Detroit just put up 40 on the Jags. So they're not out of the woods yet. The Lions can move the ball. Now their defense has figured it out. Now they fired their defensive defensive back coach, and everybody thought that was a scapegoat move. Clearly, fundamentally, there was something wrong. So talking about fundamentally wrong defense in the Detroit Lions making a change, We're gonna have a little Monday mindset and see where Sam and I's minds are as we jump into this Vikings recap. Mindset Monday, where's yours at? We're gonna tell you ours. But first, you can now find Locked On Sports Minnesota on Amazon Fire and Roku. Just go to the TV, hit the little button, go to the search bar, whether you're in Amazon Fire or Roku, search for the app, search Locked On Sports Minnesota. That's Locked On Sports. Minnesota, just download it. That little square box will end up on your screen. You click it, you can jump right into our app, get all of our shows, all of our videos, endless podcasts with all the hot topics. And yes, you might even see somebody put on a tinfoil hat. Weird, but you might see it on the Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast Network app. But as I bring my producer to the show, Sam Ekstrom, Sam, Mindset Monday for me, like, I never really know. And I love to do this like impromptu because I, I never want to pre-plan my mindset because I feel like that's fake. That's not, that's, that's, that's generic. Let me write down what my mindset is. Now, did I write down notes? Yeah, I got a ton of notes from the game. But my mindset today, my mindset today, Sam, is I'm excited. My mindset for the Minnesota Vikings, I'm excited because they're playing the Detroit Lions. This game means something now. This game is for the NFC North Championship this on in their perspective because uh this game is for the nfc north now could the lions creep back in somehow and win the nfc north yeah crazy things have happened will they heck no there's no way the lions win the nfc north so it's gonna happen it's gonna happen at some point so should they just do it now yeah why not do it in week 13. go ahead go win it go get the nfc north but when you look at the ten and two Minnesota Vikings game 13 coming up against the Detroit lions. My mindset, Sam, is this defense has to get fixed, paying off the T's early people, the defense has to get fixed. That is the one thing that when you look at these playoff caliber teams that they're going to face, cause nothing against the jets, the jets, could they creep in? Could they stay in the playoffs? Possibly small chance. But these other true playoff teams, when you look at the Dallas Cowboys, you look at the Buffalo Bills, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, you look at all those playoff caliber teams when you rattle them off. There's something these teams do that these other teams don't, which is they put the ball across that goal line and their defense. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys scored 33 points in the fourth quarter last night. And a lot of it was defense. I literally felt like somebody had money on the game on the Cowboys because or sorry, on on the uh, coats, because it was fumble Mm -hmm. after fumble after interception after interception after turnover. I'm like, I swear, I thought I was like, did I just rewind this? How did 26 get an interception again? Like, I must have rewound this game. And so it was just it was and then I go downstairs for a quick minute. I come back. They're hustling for the ball again. I'm like, how do they keep fumbling the ball? I'm like, if I see one more fumble, like Jeff, and this is where where it gets me. Jeff Saturday, everybody was praising him, and he wins one game. Nobody's going to talk about these bad losses, though. The wins, oh, he's great, and the, the, the losses, oh, he's, hey, he's he's just helping out. He's an interim guy. But where does the Vikings show? We're going to talk about the Vikings. That was the topic of the day, not the Colts. But when you look at the Minnesota Vikings, Sam, and this is where I go when I give it to you. My mindset is that 486 yards. Mike White, 486 yards, it's not okay. It's not. If you're going to get, so like I, I take football games like a fight and the Vikings got punched in the mouth defensively. That offense, Mike White punched him in the mouth. If you're going to get punched in the mouth anyway, if you're going to give up 400 yards the week before, 486 yards this week, you might as well punch back. Like you're going to lose that fight. You might win the overall brawl because a brawl is everybody's fighting your some of your boys is getting whooped but overall you guys won the fight if you think about that aspect of it you might as well punch them in the face too when i say that how can the defense punch them in the face blitz why not just blitz and hit mike white in the mouth why not blitz and just scare him off his spot even if he beats you on a hot route even if he beats you on a quick he can't throw deep That accurately, if somebody's kind of, look at the Kirk Cousins, his deep ball to Jalen Rager would have been probably a perfect, uh, maybe a touchdown strike. Because Jalen Rager was running past those guys, and he had to slow down and kind of weave through and get the ball. Kirk Cousins was getting absolutely crushed, and so he had to turn, kind of duck and cover, throw, and throw it as hard as he can, knowing I got to go down because this dude's about to blow me up. I got to protect the ribs. And so when you think about that aspect of the defense, that's the one thing missing is just, all-out blitz. Just go after him. Go after a guy like Mike White. Make him have to decipher who to pick up. Make him have to make checks at the line of scrimmage. Make him do things that a backup quarterback generally doesn't do well and doesn't do a lot. Sitting back in zone coverage does not work. It hasn't worked the last two weeks. And so that's what my mindset is this Monday, Sam. My mindset is the defense has to find a way to just blitz. Yes, you're 10-2. Yes, I mean, you look at third downs. They were three for 16. That's great. You look at fourth downs, two for five. That's okay. Pretty good, though. You look at the red zone conversions, one for six. That's crazy good. Five field goals given up. If any of those five field goals are touchdowns, the Vikings are down by two points. Just think about that. Any of those touchdowns, if, they, if you, you, you remove that, no, sorry, it's tied up. Because you remove that, he's probably going to go for two. Any of those you remove, it's a tie game, or, you know what I mean, they're right in that mix. Mm-hmm. Like, any of them. That's the crazy thing about those five field goals that they held them to. the Ben but don't break." We keep saying that Bend, but don't break. But that's my mindset, Sam. I don't know. What was yours?
1: Yeah, so I think the the Vikings, to me, are like a shooting star. We are operating under the assumption that there's this what there's this beautiful, cohesive offense in there somewhere, and we we see it once in a while. Oh, there it is. There it is, Buffalo. We saw it. Oh, New England game. There it is. That's what we want. We want more of that, more of that offense. But then it disappears Mm -hmm. and it's, it's uneven and it's inconsistent. And I think we're doing the same thing with the defense. Like we, the Miami games, Washington games. Oh, we got it. That's it. We figured it out. That's our defense. We want that defense. But then New England game happens and yesterday happens. And they go back to kind of this, this soft zone that gives up a ton of yards and then just hangs on for dear life at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. That's their their style. And you mentioned in the open sustainability. That's why there are skeptics. That's why it doesn't feel sustainable because of how tight the margins are. Braxton uh, Berrios dropping a ball in the end zone. That's the difference between winning and losing that game. So I, I understand, Ron, and I'm kind of one of these people, why that there are skeptics about the Vikings. I made this comparison on Superior Sports Talk with Reggie earlier. The Eagles welcomed in a pretty good AFC team, a plucky, tough team into their building yesterday, and they wiped mm-hmm. the floor with them. The Vikings welcomed a plucky AFC team into their building yesterday, and it came down to the wire. They had a chance. They had a chance at halftime to, to send that game into a blowout mode in the second half and they took their foot off the gas and it became all too close for comfort. So still skeptical, yeah. still trying to capture that shooting star and see if that can uh can can be for real, but still just glimpses. Just glimpses Ron. I want to see those things for longer periods of time. The good offense and the good defense that we know is somewhere hiding in there.
0: Yeah, I mean that's you you hit the nail on the head with that. Like that's that's the thing is like we know how good this team can be. You can see it. And honestly, the, the Jets game at one point, even though I hate to say it was boring, it felt that way. It felt like this is going to be the one game, finally, the Vikings blow a team out. They win. There's no question marks. Everybody knows how good they are. This is the game everybody's been waiting for. Where's this been? And then the game comes back to what we always have seen this year, where there's been eight victories by less than a touchdown. Eight victories by less than a touchdown. That's crazy. Like, that is absolute craziness when you think about how, like, I mean, look at the Cowboys game last night. That's what you call sitting back, putting your, your backups in, your starters get a chance to rest. I mean, that's how you put a game away. And the Vikings defense just isn't doing it. But this is another crazy, crazy part of that. As much as they put up 486 yards, you look at the defense, two turnovers. One to start the game. Harrison Smith got the game started off with a tip interception. Cam Bynum ended the game with an interception. It was an interception sandwich. Like it was a defensive dominant sandwich. But then in the middle of that sandwich, it wasn't so attractive. Like the bread pieces great i mean this is grade a top multi-grain with a little bit of mm-hmm. cinnamon and salt like just all the everything like it was just what you thought it was a bagel mixed with a biscuit mixed with like i don't know with heaven like it was everything in bread that you wanted but then in the middle you have some great pieces of lettuce some great pieces of turkey but then you had like like i don't know what that is that cauliflower what is that you know like it, that, that's what that game felt like. Like, it was like, oh, man, this is the game. You know, you could see fans literally around the third quarter were considering leaving. Like, this is, gonna, this is over. Like, let's go to a bar and finish the night off. And then one after next, three and out, three and out, three and out. And then and this is the one thing, and, and this is why I continue to say this about Kevin O'Connell before we jump into the next segment, because uh, I'm looking forward to, like, what was the weekend like for you, Sam? That's what we're going to do in the second segment. What was the weekend like? Mm-hmm. What, what, what about the weekend? Um, and when you think about this team and what happened, there was the drive. And I don't know if you remember this, but at the end of the, towards the end, I think it was fourth quarter, first down, big play, first down, next play, first down, another big play, first down that happened five times, five times. They got a first down on first down. When I talked about their first and second down offense. 27.4% 27.4% of their plays coming into this game were a first down or a touchdown on first or second down. In comparison, the Jets were 22.8. But where the Jets did well, very questionable, but they did it, third and seven to 11, the Jets actually converted almost 34% of their third down and seven to 11. Why? Because they're a boomer bust offense. Like they go deep. We saw Garrett Wilson, yeah. kid, is amazing. Ohio State continues to, like, what Garrett Wilson did put a big star by Marvin Harrison Jr. Now people can't wait to get him because they're like, man, if Garrett Wilson is good, if Terry McLaurin is good, if Chris Olave is as good, Marvin Harrison is allegedly better than all of them. We got to get that kid at Ohio State. But when you look at third and one to six, the Vikings, 55.6% first down or touchdowns on third and one to six. The Jets, however, 45. And so that still seems like a big number. But when you look at the Delta of where everybody else is, the Jets are at the bottom. Same thing on just regular third downs, they're 27th. They weren't good at third down, but for some reason, and we it it showed three for 16. They weren't good all season on third down. But for some reason, they found a way to get yards here and there that mattered and kept them in this game. It was very perplexing. It was very confusing. But that's that's where I go with this, Sam. Like it's like you have to. Like, when, if I'm Kevin O'Connell and I'm like, man, I can get first downs on first down like this. My team is hitting on all cylinders. I can come to the line quick. I can do have some urgency, too, during, during the third quarter to start. I've said this. His third quarter is the worst in the NFL. It's the worst. Or it's 31st, maybe. Probably the worst after that game. His third quarter, they, like, in the third quarter, and, I, and I'm just going off memory. I don't know if I wrote it down. But in the third quarter, I think they had one first down. And they had like 10 yards of offense. I think I tweeted that one first down and 10 yards of offense in the entire quarter. 10 yards of offense total. It's not good. I don't know if you know what 10 yards looks like people. It's not good. That's a lot of time to only get 10 yards, 15 minutes. You went ten. that's a turtle could get you 10 yards in 15 minutes. <laughs> maybe more. Cause I've seen some turtles move fast when you're about to hit them. 10 yards in 15 minutes. Like, that's not good. And so, but then in the fourth quarter, they do just enough to win these games. And so, one, battle tested. Uh Kevin O'Connell's mindset has his team ready to roll. That's just that's just what they do. But before we get out of here and go to the next segment, Sam, this is one more thing I got to say to you or question for you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think a game like that, giving up 486 yards, do you think if they give up 400 yards to Jared Goff, because I think he threw for three-something as well, 337 against the Jags, Do you think the Vikings have a chance to still win the Lions game if they were to give up 400-plus yards? Well, it feels like a shootout. Uh, The
1: over-under is 52 in this game. The Lions' defense is also terrible. Now, are they going to shut down Jefferson the same way they did the first time this season? I don't know. It it feels tough to say that they're going to do that again. That's why the Vikings were were struggling so mightily in that game, and then Mm -hmm. they came through at the very end. Um. But, I mean, again, Ron, it comes down to the red zone, right? Like, if the Vikings are giving up six touchdowns instead of, you know, field goals, the Jets could have had 35 in that game easily um, with the way they move the ball. So how well are you going to play in the red zone? Are you going to get a couple takeaways in the game? I think the answer can be yes. I think the Vikings could be in a shootout against Detroit. Mm -hmm. And uh, it'll come down to which quarterback is better in the fourth quarter again. And it feels like it's, it's Kirk Cousins. But I'm expecting a lot of points on Sunday. It's going to be a game of, you know, two defenses that don't play a lot of defense.
0: Yeah, and Jared Goff threw for 340 yards. 340 yards by little Jared Goff. So did the Rams maybe make a mistake and get Matthew Stafford? I don't know. Could Jared Goff have won the Super Bowl? Maybe. I mean, look at all the pieces they added for Stafford. Like Jared Goff might have been able to do it with all the pieces they added. I mean, Cooper Cup became the greatest show on turf by himself for a little bit. So it is what it is. I mean, people are going to make their own assumptions of who they think should be able to win games. Kirk Cousins, I I put this to before we get out of here. If Tom Brady was the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings, or if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were 10-2, and and Tom Brady had Kirk Cousins' stats, he's MVP. He is MVP. He is in the running. MVP, he's all over the TV. They're talking about Giselle Buncheon and how he, you know, there's a resurgence year because he's 10 and 2, and this was a you know tough start for Tom Brady's life, and he's putting it all in the football. That's exactly what the narrative would be if it was Tom Brady. It's Kirk Cousins, so it's the Justin Jefferson saves him. Adam Thielen is really good. Kevin O'Connell is a mastermind. Nobody respects Kirk Cousins. I don't know why. Nobody like this 10 and 2 Vikings team. 10 and 2. And people still question, is this team for real? You got the Lions, you got the Giants, you got the Coats, you got the Bears, you got the Packers. Those are five winnable games. This could be a 15 and 2 team. Will the Eagles lose? I don't think so. They look really good. Really, really good. Like, really, really good. I mean, the Giants, maybe because they're running game, but the Eagles need to lose twice <clears throat> because even if they lose one, They still have the tiebreaker over the vikings so the eagles need to lose twice and the vikings have to win out a lot of people are saying vikings 13 not a lot of people sorry one person i had on the post game show last night said 13 and 4 that's his prediction i said 12 and 5 to start the season i'm off i don't think they're gonna be 12 and 5. like i don't think there's three games in there they lose i hope but my 12 and 5 prediction looks real good right now when people are like oh you you don't know what you're talking about you're just a homer I saw something in this offense. I saw it in the offseason. I watched Kirk Cousins operate. I watched some of the stuff Kevin O'Connell said he was going to do with Kirk. I talked to a couple of coaches off topic, off off, uh, off the record, about what they were going to do. It's all starting to come together. But that defense, I'm not a fan of firing people. I'm not. I'm not a fan of it. But something's got to change. you got to go after. Mike Pettin is there for a reason. Lean on him. He did it with the Ravens. He did it with the Packers. Packers defense created havoc at one point for people. Havoc in that three, four. Mike Pettin knows how to do it. Sometimes you gotta ask, you gotta ask for help. Hey, what what do you see? Let, let you're an executive assistant. What you got? And that's where I think the Vikings are headed because you can't continue to do the same thing over and over again. That's insanity. Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. It's insanity. 400 yards back to back. It's almost 1,000 yards in two games that the defense has given up. 1,000 yards almost in two games. Way too much. Way too much. Not good. But I'm looking forward to this next segment because the weekend had a lot of stuff, and we got to talk about the Gophers. You see the oars behind me. A lot of stuff going over this weekend. The wild. The Wild are just feeding off the Vikings. It's like, let's make this close. We'll talk about that coming up next. But before we do that, if you want endless Vikings talk, make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota on YouTube, where you can find all of our videos, all of our shows, instant podcasts after every game, and the Vikings press conference delivering all the biggest news. Like our videos and leave your comments in the section below. And now we have a word from our sponsors.
1: Thank you, Ron, Uh, the Vikings and Lions early line Vikings favored by one and a half in this game in Detroit. That's a pretty low number. There's a lot of skeptics about the Vikings in Vegas. That's for sure. You can get that line and plenty more at BetOnline.net. It's your top source for sports wagering information, trends, news and analysis. It's NFL NCAA football. NCAA basketball and NBA, you can get all the lines, all the sports, all the leagues, betonline.net. It's where your game starts, it's on your laptop, it's on your mobile device, check it out today, betonline.net.
0: Well, it's time for what happened over the weekend. I was gonna try to make it an acronym of WOW, but there's a T and an H in there, but just like we do in the English language, the T and H are silent. So what happened over the weekend? Sam, for me, what happened over the weekend? The Gophers got disrespected, in my opinion. That's just my opinion, though. I'm one person. But when you look at the bowl games, you look at Penn State, Iowa, Wisconsin, Maryland? Like, Maryland? And this is where I go with this with the bowl games. I'm not so much of the date, because I get it. The closer you play to January 1st, the better the bowl is considered. I get that. Um, Arizona's bowl is not considered as good as the, the, which is the guarantee rate bowl is not considered as a big of a deal as the pinstripes bowl. I get that. But for me, I feel like it's about location. You look at Nashville with the music city bowl. I don't understand. And, and I think Iowa's going to the music city bowl. So that right there shows me Gophers beat Iowa Gophers beat Wisconsin. They're probably in the music city bowl, but they took Iowa and Iowa to me. Hmm, meh. Eh. Do I want to see them in bowl game? I don't think I care. I think the Gophers and Mo Ibram is is a better better buy. I think Ethan Kallik-Manis is a better, and my guess is Tanner Morgan will get to because he'll probably clear a concussion, unless there's something more drastic out there that we don't know about because that that does happen where guys literally retire after concussions. But uh, they, he'll get to to return to play his last game as a Gopher in the bowl game and and try to win PJ uh what was it I think it's uh they're eight and four so his ninth game um. When you think about that, though, I just feel like the pinstripes bowl being outdoor Like there's there's so many indoor opportunities to, to, to try to figure this out in New York. Why Yankee Stadium? Like why outdoors in December in New York? Like this over the weekends out in Minnesota, it was 15 degrees. It was freezing cold. My feet hurt. Just walking to the stadium, which is a short walk, my feet hurt like it was cold. And so I don't understand that. Like that's that's the only thing I look at when I look at the boat. Now, New York City awesome like if this bowl game was in july or august give me new york all day it's a great city great shopping but december Eh, i don't know if i want to be in new york in december and it's new york they're they're angry during december time shopping is crazy there but again you got the shopping in new york like people travel to new york i mean look at home alone he was excited to get to new york and get lost like (laughs) i mean they made a whole movie about it like shopping in New York, awesome experience. But I don't know if I want to play an outdoor game in Yankee Stadium. And so that that was my what happened over the weekend when I looked at the bowl. I was hoping for Arizona or for Nashville because I'm like, I'm in. I'm in. I was going to try to figure out a red eye to get back to do the, the Vikings-Packers game, like New Year's Day. I didn't care. But as we saw, the Gophers are going to The Pinstripes Bowl. We'll talk about that later, more in the Daily Three. But I just, I just feel like they deserve to be in a higher considered weather bowl, Um, and maybe guarantee rate didn't want them again because they're like, look, we just had them last year. Let's get somebody new in here. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that one, Sam?
1: Well, let's be honest about this. It's not about quality of team. It's about the bowl committee thinks that a certain fan base is going to travel. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. It's so they like clearly the Music City people. Wade Iowa against Minnesota, and they said mm-hmm. we want Iowa because Iowa is going to yeah. get X number of tickets sold, and maybe they're right about that. You know, Iowa Iowa fans love their team. That's the only sport in town. They love to, uh, or the only team in town, I should say, in the state. Um, they're going to travel well. I don't know if the Gophers will travel to New York or not. I think Gophers fans are a lot more likely to travel to a warm weather location because they want to get away from the Minnesota winter. They're not going to flood new york in late december like for more gold right. no i don't think so um right I, I am interested at some point to get our director's take on this because he is a syracuse uh mega fan and does a podcast on syracuse and he's going to be our correspondent for the orange uh as we get closer to this bowl game so get ready matt to brits get ready to, to preview this football game but uh what's yeah, pj flex record now has pj fleck ever lost a bowl game ron
0: uh i don't think so i I don't think so i I just have to go back and look i think he's perfect yeah like i think he is but what's your wow what's your the t and h is silent by the way people the h and the t is silent but what's your wow what's your (laughs) what what happened over the weekend what do you like how about some exciting hockey
1: i know that's your sport ron you love the wild you follow them (laughs) every single day um oh yeah they played a A 5-4 shootout win on Saturday, followed by a 6-5 shootout win yesterday. A lot of goals Mm -hmm. scored, and yesterday a a mega collapse in the third period. A 5-1 lead for the Wild in the third period. Dallas comes back to tie them late, and then the Wild win in a shootout. But that Wild team is is slowly coming along. I think they've won six out of eight games now. Uh, They're Mm -hmm. finally getting back on track, which is more than we can say for the Wolves. Ron who lost another lead against the thunder and uh, they gave up 133 points in that game where I don't know where the defense is. I don't know where this, this Rudy Gobert defense that allegedly was supposed to transform the team is, but it's, it's mm-hmm. not transforming anything. Um, So that, that is very deflating to see. And uh, in the wild, yeah, they're, they're getting my hopes back up, but wolves, yikes. Ugh.
0: This is the crazy thing about the, the 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 Lakers though. Like it only takes a little bit to get going. The Lakers in their last 10 games. The Lakers. 10 and 2. 10 and 2. They started the season off absolute trash. They are 10 and 12. Or sorry, 8 and 2. Not 10 and 2. Sorry, 8 and 2. They started the season off 2 and 8. Like they were horrible. They were absolutely horrible. Or 2 and 10, actually. No, they started the season 2 and 10. Their first 12 games they went 2 and 10. They've now gone 8 and 2. So can it happen? Yes. The Timberwolves can figure it out, they can start clicking, they can turn around around. But when you look at the Jazz at the ninth seed, you look at the Timberwolves at 11 and 12, their last 10, 6 and 4. On the road, they're 5 and 5, at home they're 6 and 7. So it doesn't matter where they play. They're 500 team right now. Uh the whole Rudy Gobert thing. I don't know. Maybe we were sold a bill of goods that the Jazz knew. Like, I just, I don't know. You know, you just don't know. Hopefully these are magic beans that we'll just go to sleep and we'll wake up like, whoa, it's a, look at that. It's a beanstalk. There's something up there. But, you know. Let me me jump in
1: quick. So I I went to Utah last week, Ron, um, mm -hmm. for the Lockdown Company retreat. Had a lot of fun. Anyway, we had the Jazz game on because we're in Utah. And I watched Jared Vanderbilt playing for the Jazz, Walker Kessler playing for the Jazz, Uh, Malik Mm -hmm. Beasley playing for like all of these Wolves guys that could have been on this team. I I missed them. I missed them because they all were just the, they all had a role. And I guess we never really saw Walker Kessler. He was a draft pick, but Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt puts forth such effort and he's so athletic around the rim and his ability, like he just sits in that dunker spot and cleans up misses. And then yeah. Malik Beasley gives you that spark off the bench with a three-point shot. Um, I, I actually had some twinges of regret watching the Jazz because I thought that looks like <laughs> a fun team and those guys bring a lot of life. And the Wolves just don't have guys like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the big thing. It, it's it's the energy um, that can really help out. Uh, but, I, but, but starting off with your first, what, what happened over the weekend? The Wild. Like you said, blew a lead. Came back and won in the end twice. They had two shootouts, two shootouts, and they won both. Who's that remind you of Vikings? Maybe it's a Minnesota thing. We could say that, but Timberwolves aren't following the suit. So can't really go there because the Gophers had a similar, you know, they had a similar games where people thought they should have blown it. All all of a sudden they come back and then, you know, they got to, they got to win it in the end and play some good defense and shut some games down. But wild and Vikings. Who knows? I mean, who knows? This could this be a two like championship season. Not say winning, but like championship caller season season for two teams. Maybe Kevin O'Connell, his speeches have gotten to the wild. Who knows? You never know uh what motivates a, a group of players, a group of coaches, a group, you know, a team. Um that's the key. But we're going to jump into the Daily 3 that's coming up next. On the Ron Johnson show before we do remember when you subscribe to locked on sports, Minnesota, you're getting endless Vikings talk with local experts. Subscribe to the free locked on sports, Minnesota podcast feed, wherever you find your podcast. You can find all of our videos on the locked on sports, Minnesota, YouTube channel. Remember Amazon fire and Roku just download the locked on sports, Minnesota app. You can find all of our shows. We have a word from our sponsors.
1: Thank you for making The Ron Johnson Show your first listen today. How about checking out Locked On Sports today for your second listen? From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Ron, you alluded to it in the open. The Detroit Lions hung 40 points on the Jaguars yesterday to keep uh, the division from being clinched. The magic number yeah. is one. And the Vikings have to go to Detroit and win next week if they want to have a another fun plane flight uh, back home. So what are your early thoughts on this Vikings-Lions game next week? What are some of your early keys to victory?
0: Well, I'm excited. Uh, early key is I'm speaking to the Dinah – football team and their sports banquet so i am the MC, or sorry the 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 keynote speaker so and that's after i do the pre-game show then i'm gonna go do a little speech-free dino football and then i'm gonna head home and watch the game so i'm excited because i'm gonna tie in a lot of this season into my speech just from everything i've been through everything i've seen in sports uh, just the roll the boat culture, throw a little bit of that in there for those guys. But my speech is called the focus speech. So I kind of use F-O-U-F-O-C-U-S, uh which is basically faith foundation overcomes consistent upsets successfully. And when I think about that, that's what Kevin O'Connell has his team. He has them focused. I think this is a focused team that they can they constantly, constantly overcome the upsets. And in the end, their success they they like every time there's something that goes wrong they overcome it you know blow a lead team goes up so and so fumbles interception by Kirk. uh guy gets beat deep defense holds up on the one yard i mean there's there's so many times where they've overcome consistent upsets and i feel like kevin o'connell like he's been in my he's been in my notebook because he, he's telling his team this they constantly they're gonna have to overcome stuff week in and week out and if we can overcome it, if we can just stay steadfast, and and I look at the foundation. When I talk about foundation, how are they built? Are they is there is their team built on sand, meaning every storm is going to wash away their foundation? They're going to start all over again and rebuild. Or has Kevin O'Connell kind of started with a brick concrete base, meaning rain and storms? Hey, just like a well built house, we just got to hunker down and stay inside for a little bit. And I think that's what this team is doing. They're 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 slowly adding to that concrete base and they're dealing with the storms. Um, I mean, it's it's just crazy uh how well they overcome and how well they stay dialed in. Because there's teams that can, as a league gets chipped away, they lose focus. Look at the Bears. The Bears had the Packers dead to rights, had them in their sights. I see you. I see you. And then they blinked. And when they opened their eyes, they were gone. That's why coach Mason always says eight and three and three and eight don't blink. And they blinked. The bears blinked. The Vikings are not blinking. They're not letting you out of their sights. I got you. I got you. I'm watching. you. Boom. I'm taking my shot. We win the game. Bears couldn't do it, but that's, that's my thought on this game, Sam. I think it's going to be another one of those games where Kevin O'Connell is just going to have this team ready to go and they're going to win the NFC North. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Look out for Jameson Williams. The first round pick that the Vikings gave Detroit via trade. Mm, okay. He was active yesterday. Now he only played eight snaps, but as they ease him into this offense, <laughs> I got to think they're going to dial up a couple plays to show the Vikings. Hey, you made a mistake. So look out for Jamison Williams next Sunday. That's my cue. Right okay. There. All right. All right. More Gophers talk. Gophers, yeah. Syracuse, December 29th, pinstripe bowl. What is your excitement level over the game itself? Getting to see a couple of these guys, you know, on the field for the last time potentially for the Gophers, um, and you know, be nice to be nice to Syracuse because Matt DeBritz is a Syracuse guy. But but what do you think of the matchup?
0: <laughs> I don't like the matchup. Like I don't like it. I'm sorry, Syracuse. I'm looking at the schedule. So let's see. Thursday the twenty ninth. So that's the day of the game. So. Looking at my schedule, Wednesday, I'm going to do nothing. Thursday, I'll probably go to the gym, uh, hang out at home. It'll be Christmas break, so I have a little bit of a break. I still got to do regular work, though. I still got to work. Uh, but I have a little bit of break. I'll watch the game, have some food with the fam. Who knows? Our kids usually go to Iowa with the in-laws uh, for a week, so maybe they'll be there. Um, maybe we'll go to a, a local bar or something or a watering hole and just watch the game from there, you know, somewhere nice that has a bowling alley even, maybe. Um but my level of excitement is is more so about the friends and family we can invite over to watch the game. Uh that's maybe what's better is like I'm gonna get to invite some friends, some gophers that are in town, uh that did not go to the bowl game when I think about former guys I played with, uh, having a watch party. So my level of excitement just grew because I just realized I can I can schedule a watch party. We just moved, um, got the new house. Uh yeah, I might have to do a watch party. I mean, that because it's 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 big enough where we can have, you know, 15, 20, 30 people who got the yeah, The basement's unfinished, but we got the carpet down there at least and the TV set up down there to, to watch. Just if you want to watch football in the basement, go ahead. If you want to watch in the living room, if you want to go into the, the den, you can come into my office. Nope, stay in of my office. Um, but I might have to uh, watch the game. So that, that's my level. But the game itself, I'm not like – nothing against Syracuse. It just doesn't – It just it one of those games that just doesn't, like, do it for me. Uh, it's not like I'm like, oh, Syracuse. Let's – Let's do this, Syracuse. So, no, I'm not I'm not super excited about playing Syracuse. But it is a bowl game. It is a chance to continue to recruit. It is a chance for kids to see um, each other, you know, hang out with each other, practice, get a little bit more time with each other, see maybe Tanner Morgan for one more time. Uh, but, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not excited. I'm probably more excited to watch Deion Sanders hit this transfer portal uh, than I am to watch the Gophers <laughs> play Syracuse. Now, because there's, there's some other games out there, teams that I wish the Gophers had gotten scheduled against. But I don't know. What What is your level of excitement?
1: Yeah, it's probably about a, a 4 out of 10, to be honest. I, I just – I had higher hopes for the season. I was hoping they wouldn't be in a game like this. But um, I am looking forward to seeing the, the records that Mo Ibrahim settles on because he set, he set mm-hmm. all the records almost. And so what are the numbers going to be after this final game? He's got the all-time rushing record, probably going to end up around 4,700 yards for his career. He's got the all-time mm. touchdowns record, He's and he's way ahead of Daryl Thompson now. Um, he's got the single-season touchdown record. The only thing he doesn't have is the single-game rushing record. He's fourth. Mm. Um, he's got to go for 295 to set the record. Whoa. Maybe 295, Ron, to beat Chris That's a that, You Dawkins know, what, I might,
0: I'm playing record. that in the lotto. I'm playing that number, 295 in a three-digit lotto today because Jamal Lewis rushed for 295 yards against the Cleveland Browns when I played. And I was a part of that mm-hmm. game. And that was NFL history until Agent Peterson went for 296. And then I think eventually it was broken from there. Uh, but I'll leave you with this one, though, Sam. When I'm looking at these games, Guaranteed Rate Bowl, Wisconsin, Oklahoma State. I would have rather played Oklahoma State. I would have enjoyed playing Oklahoma State. You got Seth Green, a uh, friend of the show. His brothers are at Oklahoma State uh, playing receiver. And I think DB or something, receiver and running back. Um, would have definitely loved to have seen Oklahoma State, Minnesota, in Arizona, December twenty seventh. Uh, I could have went down to Arizona. Got some more camelback, you know, hunt, uh, hiking in and some warm weather, me and the wife for a little bit. Uh, you look at the, the Pinstripe Bowl. Yep, that's the Gophers. Duke Mayo. Now it's in North Carolina. Better weather, December 30th, but it's better weather. NC State. I would have rather played NC State over Syracuse. Uh, the Music City Bowl, of course. Kentucky Gophers? Come on. December 31st, New Year's Eve, ABC. I would have just jumped on a red eye. Right when the ball dropped after the game's over, because the game's at twelve p.m. Eastern, so or sorry, uh, twelve yeah, twelve p.m. Eastern, so I could have jumped on a flight later that night. Me and my wife could have celebrated New Year's on a plane and got back here for the uh, for the Packers game. Like Iowa, Kentucky, we love that. Now Illinois, you know they're not gonna get a January two bowl because we know that. Uh, the Citrus definitely not LSU, Purdue. But, you know, and I said, that's why I didn't even go. I didn't even do Fiesta, Chick, Chick-fil-A Bowl, Rose Bowl. Like, I know those. But the guarantee rate, the Mowers and the Duke's Mayo Bowl and the uh, TransPerfect Music City. I thought those were four that the Gophers should have been in. Uh, but I definitely would have rather seen them over this other one against Syracuse. But that's just me. I'm just looking at teams. I would have rather seen them play. What you got next?
1: Yeah. All right. Let's stay on the college football track. College football playoff is set. Georgia Mm -hmm. against Ohio State, Michigan against TCU. Who you got winning the College Football National Championship?
0: I got Georgia. I don't know if you watched them, but they're playing at a different level above everybody else. Now, this is going to be the key because Ohio State got punched in the mouth against Michigan, and Michigan is a bully. Michigan will bully TCU. Michigan will end up playing Georgia or Ohio State. Um, If there's one team that I think can go bully for bully – with Georgia, it's Michigan. It is I don't think Ohio State can like I love the quote that uh Harbaugh said, you know, Ryan Day was born on third base, he didn't hit a triple. he was handed the keys to a Ferrari when he turned sixteen. He didn't earn it he even said you were you hit you, he even said you were born on third and somehow you ended up at second base. like how do you go backwards and so that's why I love that rivalry i love I love how how Harbaugh's taken but Detroit kids, it's di- they're built different. You know the the Detroit atmosphere, the the the, and that's why I think Dan Campbell is trying to he's trying to get that. He's like, man, this is a blue collar town. This is a you know bring your lunch pail to work town, and I think that's what John Harbaugh has. That's why the, if there's one team that can punch George in the mouth, might not win the game, but punch them in the mouth is Michigan. When you look at their running game, and you look at Donovan Edwards, Blake Corum out, that's tough. But you look at Donovan Edwards and the way he's been playing, and Ronnie Bell at receiver. You look at that offensive line, that defense, Macari Page of safety. These kids are coming downhill fast and hard. You got Will Johnson, like his brother, or his sorry, his dad played in my high school as well. You know, young, young, young corner, long, athletic, picking it off. Like he, Stetson Bennett is going to have to play a, a good game against Michigan. And I'm not overlooking Ohio State. I'm not overlooking TCU. But I feel like Michigan-Georgia is it. But I do feel like Georgia wins it. I don't know where you go.
1: Well, I'm cheering for TCU because I'm cheering for the fresh blood, the team that's not always there, uh, the other usual suspects. They'll, they'll have their opportunities in the future. They've had their opportunities mm. in the past. I think Georgia runs away with both games. I think you're right. I think Georgia's too good. Um, wh- who, who was it that crushed Michigan last year in the semifinal? Was it Georgia or was it Alabama? I, Michigan did not perform well in last year's semi. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm looking. I'm. I'm. I want to see if they can bounce back from that and see if Ohio sure. has it some extra up. It might seat. have been Bama. Yeah. Yeah. I know it was. It was a laugher though, and Michigan didn't did not conduct itself well in that game. So we'll see if they can bounce back. I mean, Ohio State Michigan rematch wouldn't be the worst thing ever in the championship game, uh, but I think Georgia ends up taking it.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think Georgia. Like, like I said, I just think when you think about how good they are uh how how good they've been yeah cincinnati alabama georgia michigan so that's what it was georgia killed mm-hmm. michigan and then alabama yeah. beat cincinnati um so yeah so i i definitely agree with that i i think this is a a weekend uh the teams are gonna like i said this is a recruiting weekend and this is where you're gonna find that's what i said i'm excited to see what Deion sanders does because he already said he's bringing his louis luggage so now he's about to go to this portal and, I mean, uh, Alabama, because his, his, his nephew is at Alabama, cornerback, uh, and he's already tweeting to his uncle, hey, you got room for me in Colorado. Like, it's is about to get, like, because Jackson State is like, mm-hmm. like I love Dion. Colorado is like, they're, they're in a conference that all they have to do is be okay, and they're back up to, like, greatness. Like, that's what's crazy. It's even crazier that they think Deion Sanders is going to get it done and Eric B and he couldn't, but maybe they're going for the fanfare. Maybe they're going for the fact that he got Travis Henry or Travis – uh forgot his name uh, – the kid from um, uh, the number one player in the, in the country last year to, to decommit from Florida State and come to Jackson State. Or uh, is it Travis Armstrong? I don't know. But Travis. I know that's his name. Hunter. Travis Hunter. There it is. Um, but there Travis Hunter. So I think that's the key. And maybe Travis Hunter enters the portal. Like, I see him tweeting like that was fast because Deion just got the number one corner from IMG to commit to Colorado already. He has the number one recruiting class. Now, they all only have one commit so far, but he has the number one recruiting class already. Like, he got one five-star in Colorado, and he has more five-star, or he has the same five-star amount as Alabama for their early commits. Like, that's crazy. But that's Dion. That's the power of Dion Sanders and what he brings. So that's why I'm excited to see who else jumps in this portal. Cause you see the quarterback from Clemson has jumped in the portal. Now he won't end up at Colorado because Dion's son is already the quarterback. And he already said, Hey, stand up, Sadir. This is your quarterback. He's got to earn it though. I'm like, Whoa, if I'm the quarterbacks right now at Colorado, I'm like, All right, man, I'm out of here. Coach ain't never going to bench his yeah. son for me. Like, I'm out. I'm in the portal. I would like to put my name in the portal. And that's why, but I, that's why Dion was being transparent. Like, Hey, I'll tell y'all what I'm going to tell y'all. Just understand, I got a I got a safety already. My son plays safety. My other son plays quarterback. My nephew probably is gonna come from Alabama to play corner. Like it's gonna be three Sanders on the field, and they all related to Dion, and they're all starting. So, hey, but that's what Prime brings. He's he's bringing the transparency. He's bringing. I mean, I, NILs like Colorado's NIL just went through the roof. The number of color. I mean, we could, we let's say that for tomorrow's show. Cause I want to talk about that too. And, and NIL and what's going to happen. Cause uh, it's a, it's about to get scary. It's about to be scary hours around there. Uh, but I want to thank you guys for watching today. And remember locked on sports gives you endless Vikings talk with local experts. Get your daily 30 minute dose dose of sports with care 11 sports anchor Reggie Wilson going back and forth with his co-host Luke Edmond. It's fun. It's fast. It's superior sports talk and you can get it every day on the locked on sports app. And where can you find the app anywhere you get your podcast. But remember, amazon fire roku download the app just search locked on sports minnesota you can download all of our shows all of our videos watch us every day but thank you have a great one